The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I am your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime again, Nate Green. Nate, how you doing? Doing okay. At least I didn't say I don't know, right? Yeah, that's fair. You know, I, I don't think it was an I don't know type of type of game for the Angels. I mean, we'll get into it. We'll get into the recap later, and I think we're going to talk, you know, a lot about. A lot of interesting things that we've already talked about, I feel like, but we just continue need to need to rehash and reiterate because new things continue to come out with with all the sticky stuff, and we're going to continue to talk about it. And it's, honestly, it's going to be like the Trevor Bauer stuff that we talked about in the offseason. If anybody listened to us then, it was Trevor Bauer on a daily basis, I think, for the next at least two weeks, probably till the All-Star break. We'll, we'll probably be talking about this, uh, if not on a daily basis, on a by daily basis <laughs> with everything that's coming out like my question for you today would be that not saying that Shohei Otani is using the sticky stuff by any means but would you move Shohei Otani back in his next start no not knowing that they're cracking down on the sticky stuff and we're assuming that let's say 90% of the major leagues uses it right now not saying that Shohei Otani uses it or anything, but you wouldn't move Otani's start back knowing that we just saw Dylan Bundy get hit around. We saw it, we've seen Garrett Cole get hit around without using it. We've seen Trevor Bauer get hit around without using it. I just feel like, you know, I mean, you never know. There's been plenty of guys around the league not using it over these past couple days that have pitched fine and we're seeing less strikeout, strikeouts, but. You know, we saw Junior Guerra do it tonight, Nate, with a split finger, having troubles controlling that, and Shohei Otani's best pitch is a split finger. Split finger. So, I don't know. I, that, that's just kind of where I'm standing at the moment. I don't know if it needs to happen. I don't know if we want to happen, but that was just something that was playing through my head today as I was thinking about, you know, 
sticky stuff and spin rates being down across the board for the Angels tonight, which is something I think we kind of need to talk about. I, I, I don't think that we really need to deep dive deep into it because it's something that is happening in all of baseball. Like I think that as a reporter, as we are doing our job here and talking about this, we need to talk about you know, some of the Angels' spin rates going down. Dylan Bundy's spin rate was down. Junior Guerra's spin rate was down tonight. Uh, James Hoyt's spin rate was down tonight. And granted, you know, it, it, it needs to be talked about. Regardless if we're Angels fans, regardless if it's the other team, or regardless if it's the Angels or not, it, it needs to be talked about. And we got to talk about some of the Angels players that are possibly doing it. And it's not like some of these spin rates are going down by a lot or by a little bit it's going down by like 200 rpm 400 rpm on some pitches which is which is a lot and that that is a lot and, and i'm very analytical about my stuff i i know rap soda like the back of my hand i know what good spin rates are and th- that is going down a lot and i think that you know it's, it's something that we're going to continue to talk about but i i'm just thinking it's going to be a tough start for shohei otani if he does use the sticky stuff which again 90 percent of the pros and the guys in the major leagues right now are using some type of foreign substance i think we we both agree with that right yeah i don't Deal. know I, I think it's tough i think it's tough to start Shohei otani in his next start knowing that his best pitch is a split finger we saw some troubles with the split finger otani's next best pitch is a slider dylan bundy's had some troubles with the slider slider this year especially today and you know otani doesn't get away with he, he doesn't have the overpowering fastball. He can't kick it up. I mean, he probably can kick it up to 102, and we saw him kick it up to 100 last game. But it's not something, you know, he's got the cutter, but how how does that work? He's had control issues. He's had command issues. I, it's just something that it, it'll be interesting to see. I, I think you got to kind of push him back and see where MLB lies with all of this. The interesting thing about moving Otani back means you're probably having Alex Cobb start, which, again, he is a very similar pitcher where his out pitch is his split finger. Um, the one difference between Otani and Junior Guerra, I would assume that Otani's hands are a little bigger than Junior Guerra's, which would mean he's probably able to throw the splitter a little bit better than Junior Guerra is. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think you have to push him back. I think he's probably thrown a couple pens now without it and. He's just going to have to learn to, to, to pitch without it. I, I, I wonder if he used it in Japan. I wonder if that's a big thing out there or if it's not really used. I, I'm sure it probably is used, but it would be interesting to hear like from some Japanese players, like, is this a known thing that they that a lot of people do out there or is this like unheard of? Because maybe this plays a little bit better for him than we think because it's not really a thing that uh, – those guys use. I don't know. I'm going to guess because there are American pitchers, because there are former major league pitchers that go over there, some stuff gets used. Like we saw in the steroid era, steroids I'm fairly certain were a problem over there when that hap- when when the steroids were an issue here. The only difference is that Japan the Japanese League, the NPBL, the Nippon Baseball League, crack down on it. Korean Baseball League, crack down on it. Go look at the suspensions. you get. I think you're banned for a year. Actually, I don't think you're banned for a year. I think you get 
I think you get banned for life if you get caught using any steroids or any human growth hormones. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. But I feel like that, that that's it. I think that those leagues crack down on it. And, and not saying that MLB needs to crack down on it. I think we're at the point now where why is MLB cracking down on this at this point in time? It's, it's ridiculous that they're cracking down on it. It's an off-season thing to do. You don't do this right now, and you just got to kind of work with it. I, I, I don't know. I, it's, I'm, that's where I'm at with this whole thing is you, you can't crack down on it right now. You can't change something in the middle of a season that's going on. And that's – I don't know. Am I wrong with that? No, I definitely think that this should have been handled before the year if this is the direction they wanted to go. But, you know, MLB uh, doesn't seem to do things at the proper time, and this just kind of seems like an MLB type of thing to do. So, Yeah, I, I, we'll have to wait in the coming weeks. I know that we talked about it last night about how they're going to try to deal with this, it, interrupting the game to go out and check every pitcher that comes in. I mean, it, it's it's going to be really interesting to see. I know that the Angels broadcast showed the Brennan Donnelly incident with Sosha and Frank Robinson tonight on the broadcast, and it was a nice trip back in time. It was it was kind of funny to watch Sosha get after it with Frank Robinson because I, I am fairly I'm pretty sure they're friends. I think Frank Robinson might have coached for the Dodgers at one point. I, I I I'm probably wrong with that, but I feel like he you know they 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 played either against each other or they co he coached them or. You know, so it, it, it's just kind of funny to see that and just see the teams kind of go back and forth. And, it, and a team that you wouldn't expect, it was an early Nationals team with Frank Robinson managing the team and Socha. And, I mean, it was a good team the Angels had, but I, I, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of funny that just out of that, because I think that was actually my birthday. It was the first time the Nationals came to the American League, and I think it was the first time they played an American League team, and it was the Angels. So and kind of funny, kind of a funny funny incident there and it'll see we'll, we'll see what happens with pitchers and how they react if somebody gets caught do you think anyone's gonna get caught do we do we talk about that last night i think we did but i don't know do we think anybody's gonna get caught absolutely there'll be some there'll be some guy who thinks that he's uh, so slick with it that he will not get caught i asked you if it'd be a starter or a reliever and you said reliever um i i don't disagree I, I think that you'll probably see a reliever get get caught. I, I think it's a reliever only because they're coming into the game and there's no way to put it on when you're coming into the game. You know, like, as a, as a starter, you can go, you're not, there's, you can't check in between every inning. Like, a starter is going to go down in the dugout or go down in the clubhouse in between innings or go down to the bathroom and find a way to get his sticky stuff onto the glove. And, and kind of an interesting thing also that, I don't know if it's need to be pointed out, but I think Dylan Bundy was using a different glove tonight. I could totally be wrong, but that was like just something that stuck out to me. I was like, "Oh, Dylan Bundy's kind." Of, I think he's using a different glove tonight. Like, and then not to point the finger at Dylan Bundy because I, I cannot say this enough: ninety, at least ninety percent of the guys in Major League Baseball are using some type of foreign substance. It's not just Angels pitchers. It's not just A's pitchers. It's not just Trevor Bauer or Garrett Cole. It's almost everybody. If it's not everybody. So it, it, the fact that I, I think we can talk about this, I think we can talk about what we see, and it's it's not something that I'm going to post on Twitter. I'm only going to talk about it here. I, I don't need that. I don't need that on my name. I really don't want that on my name. Is is me associating something like that? But to talk about it here, where the audience isn't as big. I'm totally fine with that, and and I'm okay to, in a sense, you know, not point the finger, but 
say some names. I, I, I am. And it's not just those guys. It, it really isn't, I don't think. I think it's, I think it's everybody. And it'll be interesting to see. It, it really will be. I'm, it's going to be an interesting month until the All-Star break. That's, that's really all I have to say. And I think we can kind of get on to our game recap, unless you have something you want to, something else you want to talk about with this, with the foreign substances and all that. No, I think uh, we kind of hit this thing as much as we possibly can so far. And, yeah, it's definitely something that's going to continue to be a story for probably the rest of the year, especially, I mean, you watch the Angel game and when Pinder got hit in the head, that was the first thing that got brought up was the sticky stuff and how um, guys probably didn't have it. So it's going to be a story the rest of the year, whether we like it or not. Yeah, and it's something that we're going to be talking about. So if you don't, you know, like hearing about it, don't watch baseball for the rest of the year because it's going to be something that's going to be brought up. It's going to be talked about during the All Star Game. It's going to be talked about probably on every broadcast. It's going to be talked about during the playoffs and the World Series. It, it's just it's it's something that's going to be talked about. So let's just move right on to our Angels recap. But before we get there, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast here at. Talking Halos, if you could subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it, go follow us on all of our social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Look us up. And Nate, let's just get right on to the, onto the, the recap here. We don't even need to do a, an ad or anything like that today. Let's just get right on to the recap. The Angels lost today. They fall to 33 and 33, back to 500, an 8-5 loss. Unfortunately, it was just two bad innings. Dylan Bundy... Balls to one and seven. We'll talk about him in a minute. And, you know, the Angels just could not claw their way back. They were down seven, eight, one in the fifth inning, seven, one after three. And, I mean, it was just, it was just tough. They had the four run seventh, and it felt like actually in, in the eighth, they brought the tying run to the plate against Jake Diekman. And, you know, Diekman's dirty slider got Jared Walsh. And it was just kind of end of, end of story there. David Fletcher popped out. You know, just they couldn't find the holes in the last two innings like they did in that seventh inning, and I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not upset about this loss, really. I mean, it's a tough team, eight five loss. The Angels had 14 hits, so they were hitting. And kind of an interesting quote that I saw. I don't know who it was, or I, I give him credit for it. If if you're listening to this, tag me at, at me in it. And I'll go retweet it. But uh, an interesting quote from an Angels fan. It was the Angels hitting is going to keep them in games. It's the pitching that's going to win games. And it's something, it kind of like hit me. I was like, yeah, you know, like this was, this was it right here. You know, this is a good point. The Angels had 14 hits on five runs, but the pitching just couldn't do it. You know, Dylan Bundy had two bad innings, one really bad inning in the fifth and, or in the, in the third. And he, I don't think he could really get out of that inning. And, you know, it, it was just a tough game for, for Bundy. And I, I don't know, can, let's, let's talk about Dylan Bundy first. What is, what can he do to get better? I mean, he, he's been struggling. His ERA is up to seven. Do we see a maybe a fake DL IL stint do we see you know bullpen move it's just he's not the same guy it's funny that you said fake IL stint after yesterday not wanting to use that term but I don't want to um, but it's something that happens I think the biggest thing for him is he's got to get the ball down in the zone and he's got to locate a little bit better um the home run ball has been a big 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 issue for him this year um I don't think it was as big of an issue for him tonight but um yeah, he's, he's had games where he's given up three home runs in an outing, which is very hard to do. Um, I think it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to see him um, 
get a an extra rest period, whether that's an IL stint, whether it's a push his start back a couple days. He needs something uh, because he's got to get down in the zone a little bit more. Um, I think that's that's been the biggest thing that I've seen this year is the pitches that are getting hit out of the out of the park are elevated. Um, I know I, I remember that the one that really is in my brain right now is the Giants when he gave up three home runs in that that game. He it was a hanging slider which can't happen. And then the one that just really sticks out to me is the fastball he threw at the top of the strike zone. And it was like an 0-2 pitch or a 1-2 pitch, and he was trying to get it elevated, and he just couldn't get it up enough. And, you know, I, I think if you're going to throw that pitch, it's got to be – it can't be hittable. And, and I think that's kind of been the issue with him so far is, like, when he's getting ahead in counts, he is still throwing hittable pitches, and we, we, we can't have that as a starting pitcher. we got to not say that we have to nibble, but we, we definitely have to execute. If we're throwing a pitch up, it's gotta be it's gotta be out of the zone for sure. It can't be kind of out of the zone. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that one. I, I am, and, and and the one thing that kind of sticks out to me there is his command is not is not there, right, Nate? Yeah, absolutely. And what does you know maybe command have to do with our previous conversation that we talked about? No, I don't want to credit that because it's been that way the whole year. Um, he, he's had issues being down in the zone from his first or second start all the way to till now. So he's had issues his entire career with the home run ball. He he really has. So yeah, I, I, it, I I I agree. Not- I don't think it's a sticky stuff. I I don't. But it's kind of a weird coincidence that you know it, we're we're kind of seeing something like this. He hasn't been good this year, but. You know, it, it, it hasn't been this bad, and, you know, we saw the spin rate down tonight. We saw everything kind of down a little bit, and it just, you know, the curveball wasn't a curveball. I mean, it was a curveball, but it wasn't, couldn't locate, and that's that's a big thing with not having good feel of your pitches. And, you know, the same goes with Junior Garrett, who had a nice outing, but, you know, altogether, I think I think we need to bring this up. And I, like I said, it's, it's not going to be, I don't think it's going to be a Talking Halos podcast if we don't talk about it. So, somebody using sticky stuff or something using with something we see during a game and and there were five hit hit batters tonight and the worst one being who was it mark Hanna? chad pender chad pender chad pender got i mean mark Hanna's gotten hit like 18 times against the angels lately but yeah chad pender got hit in the back of the head granted it was thank, thank goodness it was a split finger it wasn't a fastball 94 to 96 from Guerra, but but yeah you know scary scary scene there and I hope we don't see that anymore. I really like Angels had half the hit by pitches tonight. They were in, in baseball. There were ten altogether. There were five in the Angels game. I mean, and, and you would I would expect the hit by pitch total to go up. We'd expect the walk total to go up, and that's going to be something we're going to monitor as the next couple days and weeks go on. But but yeah, again, another scary incident. It was it was thank goodness it was a split finger, you know, but. Man, can, you brought this up multiple times. Man, can you imagine if Jordan Hicks loses it or, I mean, if Rysel Iglesias kicks it up to 90, 97 or, I mean, anybody. Chris Rodriguez kicks it up to 97, 98. Shohei Otani kicks it up to 100. Like, it, it, it's it's just, it's getting out of hand. Like, it's going to get out of hand. It's not gotten out of hand yet, but 
with what we saw tonight, I think it's really going to get out of hand, hit by pitches and, and everything that goes on. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be, uh, like we said, it's going to be talked about all year, and it's going to be something that hitters might end up saying, you know what, give these either make the balls easier for these guys to throw or allow them to use something so I'm not potentially dying every A-B. Yeah, yeah, and I think, you know, the hitters... Josh Hamilton, or Josh Hamilton, Josh Donaldson kind of has brought this upon himself by, you know, saying something about it. I think he said about, was it Garrett Cole that he said it about? Yes, and Garrett Cole went on to strike him out in his next AB against him, which I absolutely loved. That's, yeah, no, 100%. Like, I I would love that too. I love that too. But, I mean, if hitters are going to start talking about pitchers using stuff, it's not expect to get hit on purpose, but expect to start getting hit more because... I can guarantee you, yes, 90% of the players around the league are using some type of foreign substance, but 99% of the players probably don't know where balls are going, correct? I don't know if it's that high, but it's a lot. Yeah, it is, and and I just don't know. It's 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 going to be tough to... It'll be interesting to see. Like we've said this entire time, we'll have to just wait and see what happens in the coming days and weeks. So let's preview tomorrow's game. It's, again, Angels against the A's at the Coliseum. It'll be at 9.40 Eastern time. Why'd I say that? I don't know. It just says it right here as I'm looking at this page. And Andrew Heaney against Frankie Montas. Uh, fun fact, Andrew Heaney has 69 strikeouts on the year. Just wanted to say that because that's a big stat that just popped up to me there. So, Nate, who do we got winning this game? This, this is going to be a, a really fun one because Montas throws really hard and already doesn't have great control. So we could see four guys hit in this game again. Um, you know me, I'm not a huge Heaney guy. And it seems like the the thing has, the way the Angels have, have gone lately, they have beaten up on the guys who are not very good. I think Frankie Montez has really, really good stuff. Um, I think the A's win the game 6-4. to four. Why are you doing this to me? Why, why you got to do this to me? I mean, Andrew Heaney's been Andrew Heaney's been red hot. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna say partly because when I when I bet against Heaney, it's usually pretty good for the Angels. Okay, good. That well, that's good. That, that's good to know. Well, now fans, you know where to go if the Angels lose tomorrow. Don't blame me. Blame Nate because I think the Angels are gonna win this game. I think the Angels have not necessarily handled Frankie Montas well, but. I think they're going to hit him hit him very well, fairly well. I think they're going to get to the bullpen early. And a kind of an interesting thing here, you said that Montas doesn't have very good control. Well, I'm looking at a picture of him right now, and guess what pitch he's holding? Split finger. Split finger, that's what he's holding. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. It's going to be something to monitor. I'm interested to see what Montas does, what the command looks like with him, because that split finger will be interesting. And, and Andrew Heaney's a big fastball guy, too, so I, I don't know if if the fastball plays up, I don't know if his spin rate goes up. I, well, I mean, it's just something that we're going to have to monitor tomorrow. It, it really will be, and and it's a damn shame that we're going to have to do that. But I'll say the Angels win 4-3 to three somehow. The bullpen's been good. Heaney's going to keep them in check. I feel like Heaney's pitched pretty well in Oakland. I, I could be wrong. And he's pitched, yeah, I mean, nobody has above. A, Matt Olson has hit him the best, and he's batting three thirty three. So what is that? 4-12 for 12 against him? So... With no home runs, he's given up three home runs against Elvis Andrews, a home run against Mark Canna, and a home run against Matt Chapman. So he's he's fared fairly well against 
the uh, the athletics in his career. So let's get on to some minor league news. Not really news, but you know, just kind of take a little trip around the Angels farm system. There was only one game tonight. The Salt Lake Bees they won five to four. Uh, the only guy that I think a lot of people that are listening to this really care about, Joe Adele, went one for four with a run and two RBIs. He had a triple. He also had two strikeouts. Guys, I, I think he's still coming up soon. Nate, do you agree? I think he's got to be coming up soon. Yeah, uh, you forgot the biggest thing for me and for a lot of people on here. What did he also do today? He had two RBIs. He made an error. Okay, hold on now. I don't believe in minor league errors. We don't know what an error is anymore. I, 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 I you want me to go back? I'll go back and find the error. Tell me what inning the error was in. I'll, I'll. Did you see a video of his error by chance? No, but the fact that he has an error in the outfield is is very very tough. All right, how I, do you I, have I, an error in the outfield? I will. He also turned. Oh, he rolled into a double play. I thought he turned a double play. That's fair. I, I I'll go and find the error and I'll let you know if it was a real error. Because I don't trust minor league errors. I, I really don't. Like, no offense to the minor league system, but like Kevin Maeton, who's not a good defender, had 25 errors at shortstop in 25 games. Like, how many of those are actually? Like, I'm sure some of those, most of those are errors. But like, and how, how many times do we look at a play in the major leagues and say, "Wow, that wasn't an error," and the major league baseball has to go and change it? You know, or like, how often does it? Does a does a hit get changed to an error, or an error get hit to a chain? Like an error get changed to a hit? Wow, I, I mean, I, I just don't believe in the minor league error very much. It's it's just tough to tell. I, I I don't know. I'll go and look for you and let you know if it was a real error or not. It was in the second inning. It did cost them a run. Um, not that it mattered, but um, it was the first score of the game. They scored two runs. One run it looked like it was going to score. And then the other one scored on the air. So uh, it, it sounds to me just by reading this that it was a ground ball under his glove, which, again, it's the outfield. It's not rocket science to play out there. I mean, well, it, it, it's going to be something that, that I'm going to monitor, and it's going to be something that I'm going to continue to talk about because if Joe Adele cannot play the outfield... We're in for Justin Upton 2.0. Well, I don't think I, how how important is outfield defense, Nate? Really, I, I'm interested to know. I mean, if you're going to have a staff that's not going to strike a lot of guys out, which I know we're striking a lot of guys out, but um, what has been the biggest concern with the Angels is they came into the year supposedly having the best defense on paper, and they've been one of the worst defenses. So. I would say it plays a lot into, especially routine plays. That's where I think the issue is. When you can make routine plays in the outfield, that's where you're going to see a lot of people get frustrated. Yeah, um, if, if the guy's making diving plays in the gaps that are are run-saving, like those are great. But when you're missing ground balls to you, I, again, I don't know if that, that was what happened, but... Uh, if you're missing ground balls to you in the outfield, if you're missing fly balls that you're camped under, it, it is a problem. And I think we, I, I feel like we've talked about this before. Like, how, how the Angels bought, brought in a lot of, of ground ball pitchers, I think, this, this offseason, correct? At least they yeah. brought in Quintana. 
But how much of that is on the infield being not very good defensively? Like, Anthony Rendon, who's a very good defender, is not a very good defender this year when you look at the when you look at the stats. Jose Iglesias, who's been one of the better defensive shortstops, probably and I a top I'm I'm a top three, top two defensive shortstop in baseball over the past seven, six years, probably since he he's, if you go back to when he played with with Detroit, he's probably been one of the best defensive shortstops, not named Andrew and Simmons. Like how how is he not one of the best defensive shortstops in baseball again this year? Like all of a sudden it just falls off. David Fletcher, who who's made his career on defense, has all of a sudden not become a very good defender. Like it's it's bizarre. It's the weirdest thing. Why is this happening? Also, I looked and I already, I just went and looked at his error. He had to charge in the ball. It's not an, it's it's an error on Joe Adele. It was not really an error. It was a mental error on the infielder. The infielder should have caught it. Joe Adele had to come in. I'm sure he called him off. So I I, I don't know if I yes it was probably an error. And it was pro- it was definitely an error, but I think the infielder probably should have had it, and I think Joe Dell probably shouldn't have called him off, but it was kind of in that weird triangle. You know, I think the second baseman was going out, the shortstop was going out, and Joe Dell was playing center field. He was charging in, and it was just kind of a tough play for all of them. So do I think it was an error? Yeah, probably. Do I think it probably could have been avoided? Yeah, probably. But, I mean, I, I don't know. Is that immaturity on Joe Adele's part? I, I don't know if we can really say that, can we? Um, again, it's it's just a feel for the position. It's something that either you know how to play the position or you don't. And if you're, if you're saying that it should have been caught by another guy, it, it becomes an issue because why are you calling the guy off um, and not making the play? Like if you're calling someone off, it's because you can make the play. So I'm not I'm not here to say to give him more slack and like oh you know he'll he'll figure it out in the major leagues. Like that's not how it works. Like typically, if you can't play the outfield in the minor leagues, it's it doesn't just automatically get better in the big leagues. No, it definitely doesn't because the balls hit harder. It's hit differently. It you know there's more stands behind. Home plate, you know, it's diff- more difficult to see. I think that's a big problem at Angel Stadium that not a lot of people talk about is that it's very difficult to see the ball off the bat at Angel Stadium. And I just, you know, I, I don't, I, I agree. Like, it's it's tough. And I I don't know. You know, I think that you gotta, you can't ignore what he's doing with the bat. I I don't know. I just think it's, it's going to be kind of interesting. I say that a lot, but. He will be up by the end of the month, that's my guess, but will he be ready is the other question, and yes, the power's there, but the strikeout's also there, and defensively, we'll see. I'm with that's you. I'm with biggest. you. Can he, play to, can he play defense? Like We, we expect him to hit. I, I don't think that's going to be a problem. He will hit eventually, um, but can he play defense? Because if you can't count on that guy to play you know, 130 games in the outfield. There's not another spot for him. You can say DH all you want, but Shohei Otani's got that thing on lock, so. Yeah, um, I'm with you on that. I had a question, but I think I'm going to save it. I'll save it till tomorrow when we talk. So, Nate, any final thoughts before we let everybody go? Kind of a longer podcast here, but I think we had a lot to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, I'm just, again, 
waiting to see how the Angels do against some better pitching. This week is kind of a tale of two opposites where you're going to see really good pitching from Oakland and then you're going to see Detroit come in and Detroit's uh, and with the pitching. So how do we handle Oakland for the next two nights and then how do we handle Detroit this weekend? It's going to be funny. Um, if we attack and dominate the Tigers and get attacked and dominated by the eight. So I would love to see the Angels take two out of three from Oakland and prove me wrong that we don't just hit bad pitching. But we'll see. Yeah, it all comes down to what the Angels do today in Oakland. I, I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens with all the sticky stuff. I know it's probably not a very good thing for me to say, but it, it'll be very, very interesting to see. That's that's where I stand. I think we're going to talk about it a lot. I think that something's going to happen every night in the major leagues in the next month that we're going to be like, wow, this is really interesting. I wonder if this guy's using sticky stuff. I wonder if that, like, I, I just, I'm I'm absolutely fascinated by this. I'm This is what, you know, I have, in a sense, built my life around. This is what I do is why does the ball spin that way and how do we make the ball spin differently? And this is what, you know, this is what's going on. So I'm excited. If you guys don't already, follow myself and Nate on Twitter. I'm at Jared underscore Tims. You can follow Nate at NateGreen34. Go complain to Nate. He loves listening to everybody complain. I complain to him on a daily basis. Guys, if you don't follow us on all of our social medias, you can look up Talking Halos anywhere you go. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it. Drop us a review. Tell us hi. Do whatever you got to do. We we really do enjoy it. And I try to I try to mention everybody. Also, forgot to mention it yesterday. If you're still listening to this, her name was Anna. I can't pronounce her last name. I'm not even going to try to pronounce her last name. Left us a review. Appreciate it. I try to acknowledge everybody. And guys, thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your day. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.